Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your boy, Nerd Actor Charles. And it's your other boy, Ryan the Loudmouth. And we are Nerds Out Loud. That's right, y'all. It is number two of our episode for Nerds Out Loud. We are bringing you another week, another... Another bunch of cool events, cool stories, cool things to talk about on our amazing podcast. Uh, for those who are listening, for those who have listened, thank you guys so much already. We're appreciating the, or appreciating the initial support. Very much so. But always, keep on sharing, keep on uh, listening, keep on sending out to your friends. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, basically all your well-known podcast websites. Go ahead and check out our link on Anchor, which is where we're posted up right now. And uh, you can also follow us both on Instagram, all those things there. We'll probably talk about that more at the end. Yep. But we have some awesome stuff that we're going to talk about today. Uh, first off, there is a really cool trailer that came out. Yes, there is. Uh, for those that know, it was um, sometime in 2018, was it? For When they initially announced yeah. oh. the movie. I think so, yeah. This movie's been... Yeah, so I think it's been about a year now that we've known about this, but uh, about a year ago, there was photos and uh, teaser clips, is the best way to put it, of a Joaquin Phoenix-led Joker movie. Now, immediately, the world went ablaze. Uh, Many people saying that this is going to be a great Joker movie. Others saying that we already have... A new Joker. Why is there another one being made? And all of it has been led up to much speculation of where is this movie going to go? Yeah. And finally, was it today or yesterday? Uh, I believe yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and finally, yesterday we got the news of what is to be the new Joker movie. Um, you get to see a lot of uh, well-known faces for those who recognize your m- movie characters, your superhero movie characters. Um, we have a lot of really good actors in this movie. Uh, not just speaking about Joaquin Phoenix. We got Zazie Beetz. Uh, we got... Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Uh, I did not know that. I didn't even peep him in the trailer. Yeah, um, who's the gentleman from Atlanta? Um, I just know his, his character name. I forget his name as well, but he's in the movie. Um, there's uh, plenty of really good talent in this. Yeah. And uh, so today we're just going to share our thoughts on what we thought. I had to watch it twice because the first time I watched it, it made it was clear to me that he's uh, a troubled individual. Which, from those who read the comics, from those that know somewhat of Joker's like backstory and history, yes, he's had a troubled life. But what I find interesting about this is that I don't know if he's they already. Per- approach him as if he's kind of crazy which i don't think he was necessarily i think just circumstances led him to be and this one it kind of already shows that he's at a very troubled he's got place. Some social issues right like he's at the point because even when they say it uh you know if you've already watched the trailer he says a line of is it just me or is the world getting crazier and i to me that kind of hints at like he's already starting to crack it's just at what point in this progress of the movie was he going to crack? Yeah, he's losing faith in society, in society. Right. So from that, that was my initial thoughts of like, uh, he seems like he's already kind of going down this like darker path. Whereas 
other ones it's like you just kind of see him as like the evil guy already you don't know the the prologue in a sense of what happened yeah no origin right just and um joker yeah and then i think the other thing that threw me that kind of threw me a curveball was the end because i was really thrown off by the makeup Oh, so you're not feeling the makeup? Yeah, the makeup was a little too much for me. Okay. Like, I get it, like, him being, a, like, playing a clown and trying to be the funny guy, but I think, like, that last clip, uh, after the guys punch him and stuff, and he's, like, walking down the hallway, I, I saw the makeup as, I was kind of thinking it'd be a little more faded. Hmm. Maybe, like, keep the color, but, like, it would be, you know, a little bit more smudge, a little bit lighter on the white, a little more, I guess, less of the the lips. I was, I was thinking he was going to be more in that cynical place of like I I've formed this character rather than I'm still kind of playing it. I'm different. I I'm for it. I like it a lot. Okay. I like it. I think it fits the tone of the movie. I think it's very because it, it's very um, Scorsese like feel uh, okay. to it. So gotcha. it's got that '70s feel, very kind of grimy feel to it, and mm-hmm. it matches his like velvet, not velvet, but like dark purple outfit as well and i feel like he really embodies the character uh very well with the new makeup because he has he has this regular clown in the beginning of the trailer and then yeah. he's got joker clown at the end and uh, the regular okay. clown's got that brightness that like that cl- circus clown hey i'm here to make i'm here to make people laugh and see in a time. way in a way and I, the other one looks yeah. twisted right um i agree i i just think that the color uh it's sh- in, even in the beginning when it was more like clownish it still seemed like he was trying to per, like uh, convey that with his Joker makeup, but I was thinking that even with the Joker twisted look, it would it would show more of like a smudge or be more faded into him because it's like stayed on for so long. Like not to try and compare the other Jokers, but when I think of how Heath Ledger looked, like how that kind of weird pasty, very much so like he put it on like weeks ago. And every now and then he like dabs it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was thinking something along those lines, which again is all different to every. Uh, yeah, it's the first trailer, so we don't even know how it's gonna go throughout the whole film. Yeah, it's been like he just put it on. That's very true. I I think as and you also don't know when he put it on from the trailer as well. It could have been yeah. one of the first times. It could be one of the later ones. Um, but I definitely like uh, the way that the villainy is being taken by him because in. It seems like he's leading a revolution. Does that? Do you not get that at all, or? I don't, because I don't see him. I don't see any followers. I see lackeys. Well, like a few people who are wearing like clown masks, but I don't. I don't get the feeling that he's leading them in any way. I feel like he's just. So let me ask you this: Growing up, did you ever see the Joker as like a solo villain, or did you see him as someone who had like? You know, besides Harley, like beside, like have like team or like he used people, like and we're not talking like lackeys. I mean, like he had like fellow. No, he was a solo player. Like gotcha. him and it was him and Harley Quinn, and then his lackeys, the people who are cannon fodder. For okay, so he... you would normally say that people who are like following him or doing stuff for him, they wouldn't be classified as like someone that's helping. He literally is just a lackey because he's like it's all for him. Yeah. Okay. He's either then, paying them or they're too terrible to can, say no. Then I can agree with you then because uh, my initial thought was when I saw it, is that people were actually like trying to like understand his you know place in the world and how he's seeing society and then when they show that moment of like they're fighting the cops and like the little 
uh, blocked off area. I think it was at like the courthouse or something or the government building. Mm-hmm. You know, it, my initial thought was, oh, they're trying to start a riot. Like he was inst- instigating them to start a riot. But then now hearing that they're pretty much all lackeys, it kind of makes more sense that uh, they're probably just there to instigate a problem than yeah. actually be like. I don't think anyone really knows what what he's for when it comes to this movie. I think the only one who knows what he wants is him and maybe whoever's close to him at that point, and that's where we're going to see some tragedy to it. Are you excited for this movie? I'm I'm half and half. I'm I guess I was one of those people when it first came out of. Uh, we already have another Joker. Like, not that it's you Did know. You like that Joker though? Eh, no, not really. To, to be frank with you, I mean, the Suicide Squad had a lot of hype to it, and unfortunately, it did not get lived up to. Uh, it was one of those movie. I didn't even call it a movie. I called it a, an episode of Suicide Squad on the big screen. Yeah, um, so compared to that, how do you feel about this? Um, I would. I'm gonna be more intrigued because I'm happier that it's. A different side of the Joker. I'm happy that we're kind of getting more of the origin, which is good because many people just assume him to be the straight up villain, like he's always been crazy. And yeah, in a sense, everything they kind of show him in is initially just going crazy. But this kind of gives a sense of there is more humanity to how the Joker came to be. And um, yeah, I think I'm actually really excited for that. So yeah, and it's its own it's its own world. It's like an Elseworld story, so it has nothing to do with the current continuity of what would be considered the D- DCEU at the moment. So right. He doesn't have to play in the boundaries of what they've already established. Yeah, and I think that was probably why my initial thoughts of it were so kind of in the middle because I thought it was going to initially tie into the DCEU. And while that's fine, I guess because of Suicide Squad, I wasn't sure if it's like, so are they going to play with that one? Or are they going to go with Joaquin? Is there, like, is this a whole different timeline now with the Justice League and how they want to fit him in? Like... It made me ask a lot of questions that I thought they already kind of had planned out. That when they announced this new Joker movie, everyone kind of paused for a second. It's like, whoa, <laughs> where is this coming from? Like, great, it's cool to get a new movie, but how is this actually helping, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. But I definitely would say when it comes out, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Like, I gave Suicide Squad a chance, you know, had to give it a shot to see how that Joker looked and, you know... I was hyped for him when he came out in that one. Obviously, the expectations weren't expect were met, were met, but this one is going to be the same thing. I'll have to see it first, but I think it will. I mean, it's a good cast, so that in itself is going to sell it. I'm of of two minds with this. I am very excited when I see him full Joker, uh, really embracing the the mask when he finally goes all the way there. Like he's got right. down, he's got the walk, he's got the run, he's got he's got that craziness about him that's just a little off tilt. Yep, it just doesn't feel right, especially because there was this uh, um, leaked footage of that actual train scene where he's like shooting a shotgun off and running away. That was just perfect. I was like, "There's the Joker right there." Yeah, not this tattooed wannabe gangster open shirt guy. Right, this is the man that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. What I'm not excited about though is how long it might take us to get there. I don't care about his origin. I don't need to know anything about him. I am perfectly fine with just a man who either wants to see the world burn or is so tired of everyone being fake around him that he just wants to show them what they're really like, especially on a bad day. Right. I would very much rather him already be the Joker. I don't want to have to wait an hour to see him go through hardship versus other things, the city literally beating him down to 
to whatever's happening to him. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to root for him. Right. I want to hate him. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's something that's going to be very carefully thought out as as the trailers and more things come out because it's going to be one of those things of and I even said it once like after watched it was like it kind of gives him an anti-hero vibe. He's not necessarily a villain right away. It's like there's you know, they're starting to do this trend of like they're bad guys, but you could still relate to them and there's some good and it's like there's not really any I don't want good, to relate to him right you don't all. you shouldn't relate to especially with the Joker the I Joker want to really is, enjoy the Joker is always meant to be that character of you just don't like him he is always going to be the bad guy he's always going to play the guy who like literally just wants to do bad things there should be no sense of is there a okay it's like it's not okay it's the Joker the Joker just goes to from okay to bad just goes a batshit bad yeah and a very twisted sense of uh, sense about him like he can be funny he can be hilarious yeah totally Mark Hamill's Joker is laugh out loud legendary hilarious. legendarily one of the best Jokers oh like, <laughs> I, he'd be my number one out of all of them out, to be honest out of all for sure so I'm, I'm interested to see if one Joaquin can have that kind of that aspect to him can, mm-hmm. like, can he actually be funny I've never really seen him go well I will say from the laugh he committed to the laugh. Oh, he did. That laugh is great. That laugh was really it's very good. Like, I believe him. I actually believed it. That's It, it threw me off because at first I was like, whoa, how how soon? Because you never know where the, the edits are in terms of the trailers, how they cut it. So just the way he was laughing, it already gave me that feel. It was like, oh, he's yeah. there. Like He's like, getting to that level. What's really nice about it is he's laughing and it doesn't feel like what he's laughing at, anyone understands. Yep. Like he's in a moment and no one is sharing with him at mm-hmm. all. And only him. And he just it's, loves that because it's like, this is my And it's a little off-putting, but he's he's really enjoying whatever he just heard. Yeah. And you can tell that there's no one along, there's no one with him on that on that moment. Yeah. And it's great. And yeah. I, that's what I'm excited about. I don't mind seeing the descent into madness. I just don't want to feel for, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh man, if only, if only that one person was nice to him that one time. Right. We could avoid it all of this. No, no. I want that, that kind of like, skewed reality or that that idea of like this reality this this the way the people act around me is bull is bull and i want to see them i want to see him like just fully embrace that 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 part of him and let him go like let him get there let him be joker and let him have fun and right and just destroy let him have that 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 thanos moment where he wins yeah i would love to see him win yeah and i think they have elements of that where it's like you show his kind of like skewed reality like there's moments where they're fighting him, they're hitting him, they're beating him up, and you just see his like his his personal struggle. You see him like processing it rather than you know immediately jumping back or trying to do a certain action. Like in a way, you you're kind of getting that result of is he really taking it in? Like he's actually thinking about the results rather than just like saying to himself i'm gonna retaliate because you did it back to me like he's thinking about this is how people treat each other this is how people so yeah i think i think that's something that's gonna be very much focused on with this movie and they have and they're gonna have to do it real really well because if not then it's gonna be it's just gonna be i think it'll be a lot of loopholes like people will look at joker and be like so what is he then exactly because then you're gonna what you're gonna look at all the comic books you're gonna look at all the cartoon uh the animated movies and you're gonna look at him and be like, so he's like completely insane in these, but this one describes him as like kind of a decent guy. You don't want to mix that up because it's pretty clear cut from how the story's made. 
what the Joker's supposed to be like. Yeah, as long as I believe what they're trying to say, I'm all for it. Um, I know that it's trying to be like a full-on character study. It looks like it. It looks like there's not going to be any like huge, big third act fight, which I'm okay with. I don't mind him having. Like, I don't this, think he even this, needs this, a fight. He really doesn't. No, <laughs> he doesn't need a Especially, fight. He doesn't seem like one of the characters that would either. Like he, the only time it would happen is if, it, and if he even made it clear that like Batman was in it. Like if they had made it known that he's like, oh, Joaquin is gonna face him, then yes, everyone should say at some point. So where's the fight? Because you know, if Batman's gonna come in, he's gonna try and stop whatever he's doing. Yeah. So I think there really is no need for a fight because there's no real person coming against him. Like, yeah, the city of Gotham, but isn't that all the time when you have villains and, you know, they're trying to uproot the, the evil system and, the, and make the justice system get better and stuff? So I think it'll be... I think it would be nice if there's no fight. It would yeah. be relieving to just have, like, an eternal battle and be like, I have to figure this out. And, okay. My, my dream ending would be... Uh, there's no need for Batman. I don't really want to see Batman in here. Kinda yeah, I, I kind of I agree with you. I don't think it would be good. But what would be great is if he if he does something to like really put his fingerprint on Gotham. Uh, Joker is here. This is a man who is now the clown prince of crime. Mm-hmm. And what would be really awesome is if that inspires other people to do their thing. Like if we see the Riddler, like oh I can be crazy and do this. I want, or we see Penguin like, nah, he's not taking over my territory. I'm gonna show what I can do. I think, and then we slowly see Gotham go from this normal city and slowly go into the dark. This is crap. Why are we living here, Gotham that we know? Which would bring, which would bring a reason why Batman would show up. Why a crazy man would dress up as a bat and do Krav Maga everywhere. Yeah, no, I'm. I would be on board with that one thousand percent because it it kind of shows. And in the way they've even showed it from like the first initial series of Batman, that there were other villains, but that even still there was this one guy, the Joker, who kind of in a way instilled this huge fear of like, oh, so crime can happen in the city of Gotham. You just got to be smart about it. And other villains were like, I want to cut of that too. I know I can do this just as well. So I think it would be really nice to actually have that chance to explore. Like, And even, we could even think of who they would have. Like, Could it be Penguin? Could it be Riddler? Could it be like a random enemy that someone, like fans might know of the Batman comics, but others might be like, oh, that'll be fun to play with. Or, ooh, that'll be an interesting direction for... You know, I guess we're all going into villains now. Is that is that the new way of movies? Like we're not. I mean, I guess superheroes are still out there, but I guess people want to know the villains side now too. And we're we're getting more we're getting more into it. That's for sure. I just want them to stay villains. Like I don't want I don't want Venom that's, to be the anti and that's the, and that's the big problem is if they make a movie about a villain, then you need to keep them the villain. Don't turn him into a hero. Let me see my my super villain Scarface. Right. I don't. I don't need to like him. I don't need to want him to win. The goal is not for you to like him. The goal for you is to walk out and think, "Wow, this guy is really a villain." I really hope in the next movie, a superhero comes over and saves this place because he is a bad guy. Yeah. So that'd be pretty awesome. What do you think of uh, this? This thought around where in the trailer he's making a little boy smile. What do you think of that possibly being um, Bruce? Bruce Wayne. That'd be cool. Be, that that goes against the the lore thing because I don't know how old Bruce Wayne was initially when because there's so many variations where Bruce is the same age as the Joker. Bruce is way younger. Bruce is kind of older. Joker comes after Batman. Right. So it's very much like I can agree with it, 
but I would need a little bit more evidence or another kind of Easter egg somewhere, like maybe in another teaser trailer or something for them to say, by the way, all these thoughts that you guys are having, they're in the right direction. If there was like a, a mention of just like, you're getting close or you're getting warm, then I'd be fully on board with it. Cause right now I would have to, I'd have to have like another symbol or another sign of like a little, of, if that little boy comes in in another trailer, uh, besides like that scene where he does the smiley thing, then I can agree with you. I have to see his face one more time and then I could say, oh, for sure, that that actually could be Bruce Wayne. The idea does intrigue me. Yeah. It would it'd be, it would be interesting if that was like the boy who lived, like the one time Joker does not does not kill and it's it turns out to be the, the kid who soon becomes the person who completes him, who... Pretty much. Who makes him go further and higher and better than any villain could be because he's got this counterpart that is Bruce Wayne, that is Batman. And especially because when you run into somebody like that, when you think about, I could easily just take his life. And then you actually end up, no, I'm not. And then you, in a way, you're right. Like the full circle thing of like, he just comes back to bite you and it's like, oh. So in other words, that day I met you, that faded day, I could easily just and went, then, sink. And could you done. imagine if that was like an actual thing? If they if they do continue to go forward and, and then oh, like there's a board. time jump and yeah. he's older and Bruce comes in, could you imagine if that's how they end it when they finally realize that they've met each other way before? That would honestly be a mind blow. Yeah. Like I would I would watch that and I would, just to see their like eyes light up and realize, oh my God. I think it would be it would be like a shock because you don't know how it's gonna end. It's like they could be in the middle of like the last punch. Someone's about to like pass out or go unconscious. And when they have that moment of realization, it's like, and just everyone's like the gas will be going through the whole theater. Like, Oh, what? What's going on? Oh my God. That now, now you got my mind working and to see where it's going to happen. That would be pretty fun. It would be really fun. That would be pretty cool. That's a good fanfic right there. But you know what? We already got one teaser trailer. So let's wait for more teaser trailers to come out. I'm good. I don't need to see anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. You know what? We'll save that. But there's an interest, uh, there's an interesting point as to Charles only watches a couple trailers. And I only say a couple because he's very specific. Um, so the next topic that we have for our show today, um, there was an, again, there's just a lot of announcements this week. It's, I guess it's the week of announcements. Um, we have an announcement from Netflix about a really, really, really wonderful anime, uh, basically getting its own series. It's getting a live action series. Um, Cowboy Bebop, uh, has officially gotten, uh, picked up by Netflix for does it, do we know how many episodes or I have no idea. I just know it's a series and I know it's going to be live action and we've got our cast. Yes. The main four. So already um for those that don't know what Cowboy Bebop is, Cowboy Bebop is an anime that existed in the 80s, I think it was. Uh, I remember it in the Might 90s. Be. Okay. I I know from the 90s cuz that's so. when I like watched it as a kid. I but, don't know when um, it was introduced, but uh, when it came to seeing it, it was on Toonami or uh, Adult Swim on the Cartoon Network. Yep. And it's been touted as like one of the GOAT animes. One of the GOAT. Okay, yeah. So the first episode aired in 1998. So it came out late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, yeah. So, um, it's a very popular anime because it's basically uh, a group of uh, bounty hunters, uh, space bounty hunters, who uh, travel around and are just living their lives. And what's cool about it is that the main characters, or the characters that you see mostly, um, one of them is uh, this well-known guy. Uh, he's got really cool jet black hair. 
He wears a pretty swanky outfit with he's, like a jacket and pants. The definition of cool. <laughs> yeah, like if you watch the <laughs> if you grew up with Adult Swim and you watch Cowboy Bebop, you looked at him and it's like that guy is cool. You just said it. Like there's no questioning about it. He was the cool dude. Um, and he was he in a way he was like the protagonist of the show too, right? Very much so. And the fact that we followed him, but I, he wasn't the kind of guy who would constantly try and be the good guy. He was just right. But it was put upon him, and he would do. He would rise. Up and I think the, the show kind of showed that in their way of like filming it and animating it that it was like. Of all of them, the one you're going to see a lot more of is the cool bounty hunter guy. The yeah. cool dude. Um, so uh, Very much Han Solo, kind of. That's actually a really good comparison. Yeah. It is like the anime version of Han Solo with like other people besides like Chewbacca and stuff. Yeah. If you so, pay me, I'll do it. If not, fine, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so uh, our four main actors for the cast are John Cho, who will be playing the cool bounty hunter, Spike Siegel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mustafa Shakir will be playing uh, Jet Black. Uh, Daniela Pineda will be playing Faye Valentine. And then lastly, um, Alex Hassel will be playing the role of Vicious. Um, And I'll just read the character bios uh, just to make it quick. Um, Spike, who's played by John Cho, uh, we've already mentioned the impossibly cool bounty hunter. That's what they wrote in Variety. Uh, impossibly cool bounty hunter with a deadly smile, a wry wit, and style to spare. He travels the solar system with his uh, partners, pursuing the future's most dangerous bounties with a combination of charm, charisma, and deadly Jeet Kundo. Um, so already this guy's a badass, plus he can fight, plus he... Some of the best fighting does. is in Cowboy Bebop. That is a fact. For those who, like, if you watch the show, I remember watching it, their fighting scenes are wonderful. Even in space, like, they really take action, like, space fighting to a pretty decent level. And not only looks good, it's also story-driven. Like, there are stakes to what, why they are fighting. Oh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, their whole lives are like bounty hunters, so they're doing pretty risky things anyway, but you think about some of the interactions and situations they get into, it's like how did they get out of this? Like no other person I think could have looked at that and been like, yeah, I'm surviving or I'm, I'm good. Um, Shakir is playing jet black who is, um, uh, spikes, uh, partner and a ex cop in the solar system. He had an ultimate betrayal, which robbed him of all that he loved, forcing him into a bag of on life of hunt- hunting bounties to put food on the table. And jets an in- invertebrate jazz enthusiast, apparently, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, the soundtrack for this series is going to be dope. Oh, believe me. Like, a- the show already was, like, the anime has got one of the best soundtracks of all time, but there's, I can just, I can't wait for there this. There's so many pros about anime and the way that they did those shows in the 90s that if they're going to do them right in these live action versions, it, huh, that's going to be key. Um, so, Daniela is going to be playing Faye Valentine, described as a bold, brash, and unpredictable bounty hunter. Suffering from amnesia after years of being cryogenically frozen, she does whatever it takes to survive, whether she's lying, stealing, or being a thorn in Spike and Judd's side. And the last is Vicious. Vicious is a hitman who is Spike's ex-partner and archenemy. So he is our main antagonist of the show. Yeah. And um, overall, I'm just happy. I don't know about the live-action aspect. I think the cast is wonderful. But I'm just happy that we're getting the shows that we grew up with as a child 
and they're starting to kind of get the new life that they kind of deserve. They keep trying. They keep trying they keep it, which trying. is the goal. They they're they're constantly trying it, and there's you know hit and misses, and we always do the best with what we got. More misses than hits, but yeah. But I think what's going to be good about this is that it's a show that there's a lot of promise with. A lot of people already like it. It's a popular anime. The cast already uh, is showing a good sign of you know staying true to what the anime was about. That I think we can already, I can't say already, but I think we can at least agree that they're putting in good effort to make it good. They are. Like, there's nothing here that's saying, like, not once has somebody said, like, they messed up already. Like, <laughs> it hasn't been said yet, which is a no. good sign to have in the first few weeks of announced, not even a few weeks, the first few hours of announcing it. So, they're starting off on good footing. The only problem is it's Netflix. They've got. They've got not the best track record. We've got Bleach. We've got um, Full Metal Alchemist live actions on Netflix, which are just they're okay. They're from Japan. They're just oh, okay. like you can watch them, but they're not. They're not. It's just too much story for a movie. Right. That's what's. That's why they're on better footing is because they have a series. They can really draw out the story. Line, right. That is very true. They do have a series, and although we don't know how many episodes, so it could be a but. It could be a good number, like ten. So there's enough for them to really space it out, or it could be like four or five, like what they do with the get down, where it's like we're just gonna give you the main points and just kind of accept that's what it is. And the other thing I think is gonna be they do say series, however. There hasn't been much talk about how long that will last. Like, series could also just mean one, you know, show people that we, we gave it the 10, 11 episodes of life and you really liked it, only then to be like, you don't get any more. Yeah, the show was a miniseries as well. Like, it, was, it didn't last that long. Did the actual, oh, the actual show itself? Yeah, I don't remember it being that long. So, one season would be fine. It's, and if it's eight episodes, they have plenty of time to tell story. Tell the story that they want to now, tell. Now, do you think it'll be, out. like, long episodes? Like, like an hour. Decent, okay, so, like yeah. Like, 40 to an hour. Nor, normal length time for those kind of shows. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh... Because like if it was more than an hour, then it would... They really would have to nope. make use of how many episodes they had. Because it's like, we're getting a lot of information for an hour and a half, and it's... it. If you know the show, then it'll be easy to pick up. But if you if you don't know it, or if you're very new to it, there's going to be a lot of things that, without seeing it prior, you're going to kind of ask yourself like how does this how does this make sense who is that person what is going on here where are they where are they about now because i don't know when you watched uh the show back in the day were there ever like did they ever make it feel like there were fillers or was everything pretty much story driven no it was like an anthology series and then near the end there were there were like some things that would tie where it became serialized and then we got that full that full bang story between Spike and his his right. his main guy. Um, because I think that's probably gonna be one of the big questions is if it's gonna feel not to say the word fillery, but is it gonna have more of like the main story to what the show was, or are they gonna add their own stuff that kind of gives it the meat of like you know maybe some fighting, maybe some like actual bounties that they get completed for like to kind of show like time passing or something because. Well, until we know how many episodes there are, we can never really say what's going to be dictated because it could easily be five episodes of just like we get to this point. Or it could be ten episodes and they really do flesh it out properly. 
my guess is we'll probably get a few episodes where he's just doing his job, so we get a sense of who these characters are, what they're like, especially on the job. Right. And then the last few will be the full story-driven. Maybe those first episodes will have, like, little... Side, side, side stories. Little buttons that, like, set up to the full main thing. And I don't... Because I know that... My mind's kind of going on a blink when I think about this, but uh, how does he meet Jet? How does Spike meet Jet and uh, Faye? I think he was hunting Faye, but I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen the show. I might have to actually go back and give it a peep again because it's been a a good minute. But I guess maybe what they could also do is in the beginning, they actually use the episodes to kind of form the team. You know, get the main characters together and also introduce the antagonist. And then, to agree with you, like, the rest of it would be, like, the story-driven, here's how we're tying it all together. Because right now, unless you were, like, a big fan of the show, it's very much, like, what's going to happen. That's how I really see this Netflix announcement. Because to go with your point, Netflix does have a big record of, like, you know... It could be good, and then it ends up not. Yeah. And even or, with shows, it's like there's so much promise, and then they completely drop the ball. And it's like, we don't want to put so much hype into something that just because the name is something we grew up with that's popular doesn't mean that this version is going to be just as. I mean, you have to be very careful about knowing that the show is going to come out, and it's going to be uh, something that we're all definitely going to get hype about for the first like couple weeks. Once that initial hype dies, it's more about are people still going to think about this version compared to the, the early anime when it came out and stuff. Yeah. We might even get a Death Note kind of version where it's, uh, it's not that great, but damn, William Defoe is really awesome. <laughs> well, so we'll have to wait and see. I mean, so how do you feel about the cast? What, what are your thoughts on the cast? I think John Cho is risky, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Because I, I think he's a great actor. He can yeah. definitely do action. He did it in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I don't see the cool. Like, I don't know if I can buy him being, like, the super cool dude that we saw yeah, from the show. Yeah, because he does more comedy stuff anyway. But he's never been given the shot. So I'm True. willing to I'm willing to give, give him the shot and see what he can do. Because he usually plays... He usually plays either very smart characters or characters that are nerdy or characters that aren't uh, quite boisterous or, or in like the main guy. Right. So I'm, I'm happy to see him get the shot because mm-hmm. I think he's very talented, especially if you saw that one film that he had last year where it was all webcam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that was he, he was the main character. Oh, it's that horror movie where he loses his daughter. Yeah. Yep, I know what you're talking about. So I think he has it in him. He has never been the shot, so it's hard for me to see it. So I'm willing to give it a shot. And I I, I hope I'm, I'm proven wrong. Because looking at him, I don't get Spike. But again, I can't wait to see if he can. Because if he, if he blows my mind, it's going to be awesome. I and, feel you. I mean, looking from the photo, I would say like in the direction of Spike, it's like, cool, we're, we're getting towards that. However... I know him mostly for his comedy because I grew up. I grew up with him as Harold Kumar. So I'm gonna agree with you on like I want to give him a shot, but I'm also not banking on like oh perfect casting, it's gonna be fine because uh, one thing I've always noticed is even if you have someone who aesthetically fits the role, like the look, everything about it is just like yes. There are times where it's like ah, I just needed that kind of passion. I needed that energy for that character and to go with your to what you're saying like 
he doesn't generate cool necessarily right away. He's got the look of cool, but anyone can look cool. It's more about can you really play that for how Spike is and all that kind of stuff. So I agree. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm I would be also curious. If anything, I want to watch more of his stuff as well because I think uh, if I see him in more dramatic roles, I could kind of give a get a sense of whether he'd be fit for that. Because I think even though it's you know there are moments of like comedy in the show for Cowboy Bebop, it's mostly a pretty serious you know, tasks that they're taking on, even though they have, like, their moments to joke around, you know, banter, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so, uh, everyone else, though, I, I think looks really great. I'm very excited for everyone else in the cast. Yeah. Uh, it's just the Spike. I mean, Spike is such... A, is is a character that transitions the show. He's so mm-hmm. popular among all anime fans uh, for how cool he is. He's the standard of cool when it comes to anime characters, and also that, that just, like... Um, Devonier's uh, aspect to him, so yeah. Um, I think the other thing that will be somewhat hopeful of how things are going to look is um, Christopher Yost is going to write the first episode. Um, he's also executive producing. Um, the cre- the studio who created um, the series are also executive producing it, and Shinichiro Watanabe is. Um, acting as a consultant so basically not only will the director have the creator of the studio like the creators pretty much on their back making sure everything's going right but there's also the director of the whole anime is also going to be like there, someone to talk with and i think will also actually be a really good help for the actors as well because i think the direction is going to be something where you could kind of pick up from the show and see where that's going to take. I think it's more for the actors of like, you only get certain pieces of where they are. So you have to really be in that mindset of this just happened. Can you really understand coming from this place, entering into this area of knowing this situation is going to happen, but not expecting it to come from the past. I think that'll be where the consulting will be really helpful. Cause if, I'll say it like this. If Cho really goes out of his way to, like, I want to say study, but, like, really understand what the show's about, and hopefully others do the same too, then I would be more inclined to be like, okay, he's he's going to try and do this. It's, he wants to be cool. He's not just doing this as a joke. He's going to try and be cool. Yeah. So I think that helps it a little bit, but when, when the time comes, we'll get closer. Yeah. And, oh, it does say it. Ten episodes. Perfect. So we have ten episodes of uh, Cowboy Bebop. So already there, it kind of gives you more of like we might get some stuff in the beginning, introduce the characters, and then later on we kind of get more to like story based, you know, character based kind of development in the actual series. Yeah. So a lot I'm- more drama, and then. Uh, I'm excited to see how much of a budget they put into it. Uh, if we're gonna get kind of like Firefly mm. style, yeah, um, graphics and and worlds, which honestly would work well, especially nowadays where it could be really well done for cheaper prices. So yeah, I'm, very I'm very much excited to see how well they flesh out this space um, mercenaries. Yeah, I agree. And then the last but not least thing that we are gonna be talking about today. Oh. No, we, uh, well, one thing that hit the nerdum really hard this week was oh, right. 
was ticket sales. Right. For Endgame. Ticket sales. You know, here's my thoughts about ticket sales. <laughs> I say... <laughs> Here's my thought. Okay, so here's my thought. I, it, as much how great of a movie this is, is not the end of the world. No pun, end, no pun intended for Endgame. But it's not the end game if you don't see it on opening night. However, for how relatively easy I got the tickets, or you got the tickets actually. Um, although I also got some tickets as well, and I was like, oh shit, that was real fast. But for how relatively easy it was to get tickets the movie theaters really dropped the ball this week it wasn't just the, it wasn't really the movie theaters it was just anywhere you can buy it like fandango amc tickets so, were so were, what happened necessarily was it just they dropped like they all crashed well, yeah or so it was just genuine crash too much traffic this movie is oh tracking to possibly be the first movie in history to potentially make a billion dollars in its first billion? a billion dollars with a B. Capital B in its first weekend because it is opening day and day in multiple countries, including China. Yeah. We're looking at possibly, if I remember the reports, at least two sixty million in domestic alone, and then Wow. Way more everywhere else. Wow. So Disney may make a full billion right away, off the bat. And because and we can definitely see that possibility because when when the tickets went on sale at five o'clock on April second, things shut down. So they were five a.m. Pacific Coast time, right? Yeah, for California. So then eight o'clock, East Coast. East Coast. So yeah, like normal day, normal start of day. Like, <laughs> and honestly, so here's here's the thing that I surprised me is. Uh, so Charles and I, we were both doing our respective things the next day, and we get a text from our friend. And the first thing that we see is uh, tickets on sale for five hundred dollars for the TLC Chinese Theater. Right. Uh, and the next one we saw was uh, tickets on sale for like eight hundred ninety nine dollars, and there was another one for like maybe like two hundred ninety nine, or just various prices. And our friend immediately goes, "Yeah." So we may have to sell those. And he like is jokingly mentioning this. But what's kind of funny to me, and, and this is how you know it gets crazy, is because uh, there's actually a bid, and we're not joking. You can look this up on the internet. There have already been other articles talking about this probable bid, but other ones as well. There is someone who wants to spend $10,000 to buy your tickets to go see Endgame on opening day and it's it's wild to me that there's someone who's that willing like that willing to go see it that day of when it was so easy for you to buy the ticket and i guess it's where the crash probably came in i guess it's where you know apparently there were wait lines of three plus hours yeah it got big yeah so my friend um so basically you had mentioned uh texted me the morning of Saying, hey, we got the tickets. I was like, dope. Uh, probably like a few hours later, I'd say like 8.39-ish. Uh, my friend, I uh, was, uh, was with him at the time. Uh, I told him, yo, tickets are on sale. So he immediately goes online uh, on his phone. And he was able to get tickets for both Thursday and Friday. Because he wanted to go to both days. And he got them within like 20 minutes. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like the Friday is that hard. 
For sure. That I can agree with. But I was just, because he did the, fr- I mean, he did Thursday first. Like, he got those for yeah. sure. But for him, he, he got it in like 11 minutes. And then. I think it's because the tide had finally passed and the few, the cues just rushed to this. But then, but so, but then here's my point. So then a couple, I want to say a couple hours, maybe like 20 minutes later, he text, he got a text from his friend saying he, he waited three hours and he's in the East coast. He waited three hours to get the process that they had to go through to get his ticket. And it's like, wait a second, three hours. It was like, yeah. I was like, wait, but you, like you took 10 minutes. His took like, I took a minute, a full minute. You took a minute. Just one minute. I got, oh, well, I was so up, like, you instantly just hit it. It was like, I was there. there at five o'clock. Like, okay, when is it? When's it going to happen? Like I'm, I've bought, t- I remember the, the, the good old days of Comic-Con where you had to like get on as soon as tickets went oh, on sale. Yeah. Nowadays it's a lot of where you're just like, you have you to be just lucky. Or, oh, yeah. really? You get put in a room and you just get drawn like a lottery ticket. Like you get lucky and you get Honestly, tickets. they might have done better with that for Endgame because I feel it like been a good it, idea. I feel like it's so many more people to just had a better odds of like, okay, well, if I don't get him here, I'll just go online like a couple weeks before and just buy the ticket there. Yeah. And because I think what blows my mind the most and it blows everybody's mind because obviously the biggest thing about this is um, they should have been prepared. They should have known this was going to happen. They should have known that. I think. It, well, go ahead. I think they were. I think they were like. I think they did know, but they just didn't know how strong. See, here's, like I okay. think they were like. You know what? This is going to be big because uh, last one was big, but they were not quite See, ready. I don't know about that. That I disagree. I think that they knew because after Infinity War, and I mean. Yes, that year was Black Panther, Infinity War. There are a bunch of movies that were like, oh, you know, you have to be ready when tickets come out because people really do want to buy them day of. But people knew about Endgame for at least almost a year. And if there's one thing about this movie that's going to, you know, really get people going is that knowing that it's like, I'm going to buy my ticket. And yes, Try to buy it Thursday, the day of, at any time frame that it's available is going to be difficult. But... If you know that it's like, bro, people have been, the whole world's waiting for this movie. Not just America, not just the UK, not just the popular countries, the whole world. All seven continents besides Antarctica is waiting for this movie to drop. (laughs) Even the polar bears are like, please, gotta get a ticket. Like, it's, you should have been more prepared for for the influx of people who are gonna buy it. And I think that by not being prepared it's like yo you got like i don't know how you prepare for that though y- easy, i really don't easy you just know that it's like guys there's gonna be million you just said if anything they should have just sent out those emails where it's like as soon as someone bought a ticket for like that time frame and it seems like there's like near half the seats were filled up they should have just put a thing that said like sold out sold out because it's rather than you waiting hours to figure out you can or can't get a ticket is harder than getting an email saying uh, all these times are now sold out or all these times are unavailable due to high ticket. You know, like basically you get into like waiting pools. You like you wait for the six o'clock group, you well, buy people, the six o'clock group, and it's like. But that's pray. what happened. Fandango put people in waiting pools. Oh, that, is that what they did? That's what it was. You're in a waiting pool to go to buy the tickets. You're waiting to go into the forum to buy tickets oh. because people were rushing those sites so hard that AMC crashed. Uh, Cinemark crash. Fandango was the only one that was like, yeah, you're going to be put in a waiting room because we can't get you through the door quick enough. And then if everyone had gotten to the site at the exact same time, there's no way anyone could buy a ticket because everyone's right. buying the same spots 
Right away, because everyone wants and to be dead center. And they're all waiting the same amount of time. Exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. Then I guess... I guess you don't know how to prepare for that because you have no idea. Well, because I mean, I respect AMC for so they went on Twitter. I guess at the end of the day, and they're like, "So our mobile back, our mobile app is up running again." Um, really sorry about the inconvenience. Please don't be mad at us, basically, because I'm pretty. And that was pretty much the like near end of day, and it's like. There's probably a lot of people who are kind of upset for not getting their ticket that day. <laughs> That's the thing with AMC, though, is because they, they've just started doing the whole AMC AMC uh, Stubbs Pass, where they are basically their own version of Movie Pass. Oh, so okay. their app isn't quite automate or optimized to be the best right now. Especially when you have a day like this where it's like, hey, uh, the world's biggest movie low-key is about to come mm-hmm. out. Everyone wants to buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the app died. We don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, y'all destroyed it because you wanted to buy a ticket. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. We weren't prepared for the fact that there was going to be a movie that's been 20 years in the making, 20 films in the making. Uh, honestly, I think the movie, the making, I, feel like, films. I feel like the the movie ticket company, the ticketing companies were all like, can we just do a snap of all the people who bought it? Just to feel like, I think we have some more. I think we have some more tickets now that just are magically going to get in your hands. But um, I will also add, as much as it's like, you know, die hard to try and go see a day of. There's also the weekend. So please don't scream and shout and cry if you don't get to see it on Thursday. Because I don't think it's that necessarily a big deal. The only big issue I would think is going to happen is on the weekend, it's going to be all the kids. And that's going to be a struggle. I'm I'm not quite agreeing with that for the fact that for me, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Marvel fan. Like, right. Is bad. Like my 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 fanaticism is huge. Were you were you one of those people even when Iron Man came out? Huh? Yeah. Even when Iron oh, Man came yeah. out. Okay. Well, it was funny when Iron Man came out. I hated Iron Man because really Iron Man came out the same time that Civil War was happening in the comics. Oh, then, so you're reading it and watching it. You're just like like in the comics, <laughs> Tony Stark is a di- like. I oh. don't like him. Oh, so and you I, already had a bias when you I walked into the movie. Yeah. And the movie comes in, I was like, this is perfect. He's exactly what I want. And I'm like, this is definitely Iron Man. It sucks that I don't like you right now. Right. But yeah, you're great. That's so <laughs> funny. Because I can imagine reading it and then being like, oh, you're such a douche. And then you watch it, it's like, oh, you're so cool, but you're a douche. Why are you a douche? Like, like, you're, <laughs> you're perfect. You're exactly, you're Tony Stark. You are that. It's yeah. just right now, I don't like Tony Stark because <laughs> Tony Stark sucks in the comics. No, I feel that. But um, no, so I would say I became more of a Marvel fan, like diehard fan in, I would say it was probably closer to Avengers time. That's where I probably start getting more into like the waiting in line, going at midnight. Before it was just always like, give it a week. I used to do the thing of like after waiting for the initial release, I'd be like, give it a week and then I'd go see the movie because I wasn't someone who wanted to wait and try and stress about getting tickets knowing that they weren't going to be available and stuff. But once around, once Avengers started happening and the whole like union of the Avengers and stuff, I was like, okay, I think I might have to start paying a little bit more attention now. Yeah, I, I became a fan back in the old days when we had Fox Kids and the animated Spider-Man oh, show dude, was going. Oh, that show. Whoo! And the Legendary. X-Men. Even even Spider Man and his amazing friends from like mm-hmm. I think the eighties, those were stuff that I was into. So this is just just seeing the evolution from Iron Man to now to to from me having having been picked on to to where I'm like normal is is great. So I, I very much understand 
why someone wants to be there opening night for this movie. Right. It's Stanley's last cameo, I think, for the MCU. Yep. No, it's, it's confirmed. It's, it's confirmed. It's the giant culmination of this whole story. So much work, and it's really good. Like, Infinity War was so good. It was. It so, was. I want to be. I want to be in the crowd where everyone is like me, and we can... We can all experience this together. Three hours and two minutes of experience. I'll take it. I'll take it all. Give me a six-hour movie. I'll be there. Right. I don't care. Can, can I just ask for an intermission, though? Because I know... Good. Here's my thing. I'm, I'm saying it now because I know every person's thinking about this when it comes to the day of the movie. How the hell are you going to go to the bathroom? You're either going before or... Boy, you better eat those snacks and pray that you do not miss anything because the minute you step out from the bathroom and some shit goes down, you're going to regret it. And I I just can't live with that feeling of like, I want to have a snack in the movies, but if I have to go pee, I'm like, hey, do I risk almost swiggling myself? Yeah, just not, to say. I'm not going to drink any water. Movie. Yeah, I think I might. I'd be dehydrated when I watch this movie. <laughs> so, folks, listen well. Have a good meal before the movie, at least two hours before, and so that when it feels the time of like, I think I need to go to the bathroom, you do it genuinely right before you get to the theater, or you get into the theater, then you go to the bathroom. So then afterwards, you're fine. And then don't try to drink too much water, because yes. water makes me use the restroom way more than anything I drink, anything else I drink. Yeah, water, and especially when you're sitting in a dark room, you're hearing all the loud noise, like the sound is basically going to make you feel like you're in like in the experience so you just drinking water and all that's gonna basically feel like oh, okay i might shoot my pants out that someone just almost died so <laughs> i don't i don't have to worry about that at all yeah. like i'm i'm all for three hours just ooh, give it all to me yeah. i'm, I'm oh. there and uh so we mentioned this a little bit earlier and i have a question for charles uh so charles um as we know uh you've we watched the joker trailer and we've seen that but you do you like trailers no. or why because they give too much they give way too much away so when you say like too much like what do you think of it as like they're showing too much stuff that's gonna happen in the movie yes. or things like you know there's information that necessarily may or may not fit the story that you don't want to know about both okay both for me like there's so to give an example for Avengers: Infinity War, the tra- the first trailer that came out, mm-hmm. we saw something small has nothing to do really with plot, but it was such a great moment, and I didn't see that because I didn't watch the trailer. Right. And it's when they're in the subway tunnel, and that and and um uh the Black Swan throws or it's not her name, I forget what her character is. She throws her spear at Cap, and Cap catches it. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. That's about. in the trailer. Right. I didn't know that. So when that happens, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, you about to get it. <laughs> so I'm getting even more pumped because I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea because if I had seen the trailer, I'm like, oh, cool. This is where Cap comes in. Right. But I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. They're in trouble. What's going to happen? And the music starts to swell. A train goes by and you mm-hmm. see a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much happiness from that. Okay. And then you get other trailers where, you're, where they just give things away and I'm like what are you doing why would you like for instance right now if you watch the trailer and I, I recommend you don't for uh, Phoenix Dark uh, Dark Phoenix X-Men Dark Phoenix yeah I uh, I really recommend if you have not seen it don't watch it and I, I mean I already have I just I kind of don't want to think about it because I think it's trash they gave, <laughs> well yeah uh, that's my opinion I'm not I, I won't have to get in that one now but 
Yeah, it's... Besides the fact that it's probably not going to be a good movie. Right. Even if it was a good movie, and they and this was what they gave us, it's right. like, what are you doing? Yeah. They, there's one moment in the trailer where they give such a big plot detail away, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Right. It's like with... I'll do, with, I'll do a spoiler for, for a really crappy film, and it's uh, The Terminator, the most recent one, okay. where it's like, oh, John Connor's here, and then he's a Terminator. And I'm like, why would you give that away in the trailer? <laughs> And that's exactly the same depth that they did with this Dark Phoenix trailer. I'm like, that would have been so. That would have been a good moment if I had if I didn't know it was coming. Right now, I or do. You could have just saved it for the movie and had any other thing to so not. Well, I don't it. watch trailers gotcha. for. I don't watch trailers for movies that I already know I'm going to go see. Okay, so if it's something you're not too interested in, you're more or less yeah. like I could watch it, but. So like either, anything with the superhero life, the MCU, all that stuff, you're like, I'm not going to watch a trailer until the movie comes out. Yeah, like, um, like if, for instance, Spider-Man, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I don't need to see a trailer. I'm going to watch it. I'm too much of so a Spider-Man if, fanatic. So even if, like, you go on Twitter and things and they start talking about stuff from... Throw the- it away. I like, I my phone goes through. So you, can't, like, you no. can't even look at it. Like, any mention of anything, it's like you got... If I could, I wouldn't see any photos or posters of this film. I feel really sad for you because... It's really it, difficult. It's, yeah, because it must be hard to go on social media and just try and scroll and be like, nope, oh, fuck, nope. Ah, dig it. Nope. Like, nope, nope. I was like, what are you going to look at? Because everything is pretty much talking about it. When Avengers Endgame trailer came out, I went on social media blackout for a week because I didn't want to see any photos at all. Like, like Instagram, I have all the people who I follow. I don't follow Marvel or... Smart, yeah. I I don't... Because that's just stupid. Um, I mean, pretty. You're pretty much asking to like just yeah. give everything away nope. by following them. So, don't yeah, follow don't, Marvel, follow don't follow Marvel. DC. Don't like. I don't follow them because I don't want to see. Do you follow them. the actors? Do you follow any? Of I them? do. I do follow the actors, and luckily for the most part, they only ever show um, posters, like stills, or things like that. Or posters, or they'll they'll show the trailer, and the trailer take has to ramp up. Like it has to start. So I see maybe one frame before I'm like, nope, this is the trailer. Go away. Okay, so you're basically the kind of person where like. It'll be like, oh, that looks good. Oh, nope, nope. Turn it off. Turn yeah. it off. Turn it off. And it's like, okay, we get it. Like, we like funny story. When the Avengers trailer dropped at like 8 in the morning, I'm on the toilet. I'm sitting down. And the Rooster Brother goes, uh, we're in the end game now, which I thought he was just quoting um, quoting Doctor Strange. I was like, right. oh, that's funny. That's cool. And then the video started to play. And I was like, <gasps> and I threw my phone across the bathroom. I was so scared. <laughs> I literally threw it out of my hands. I was like, nope, not watching it. Thankfully, oh the sound wasn't on, so I couldn't hear it either. Oh. That's crazy. So that's how I feel. I mean, and then you get movies like Elite Battle Angel. I'm like, I have no idea what this is going to be like. Right. Let me see the first trailer. And it's usually the reveal trailers or the um, teaser trailers that I watch. Okay, so you won't watch like official ones? Or no. Ones that, okay. No. Because those are two and a half minutes long and they have to fill it up with so much. What I what I do appreciate from what I heard is that the Rooster Brothers say that every trailer for Avengers game is like the first 10% of the film. So That I don't know. That, mm, or at least the first one. So okay, it, I can see for the first the the first the first like announcement one where it's like, oh, this is for the movie. Sure, but every other trailer, no, I cannot agree with you on that one. So like, I appreciate yeah. that. Like like um, I remember watching the first trailer for Star Wars: The Force Awakens because I didn't know yes. what, I didn't know what that was gonna be like. So oh, that like, trailer was wonderful. It was perfect. It was wonderful. Let me see the characters. But but I think why as well it worked. What I think was interesting about that trailer that I don't think Marvel does really necessarily all the time is that one was more of like 
it, it, this is a whole new direction. So they kind of had a liberty to be like, oh, we could, you know, they had, they had that intro with Finn. And he just like pops up and it's like, who is this guy? No one knows him. They don't know who he is. And then, then they kind of reveal it later on. It's like, oh, that's really tight. And Marvel, you kind of have to have a sense of who the person, like you need to know who he is right away. You can't necessarily build it up until the very end. Like, I feel if there is a way to like say between DC and Marvel, DC has a thing of we want to give the superhero reveal at the very end of the trailer. We don't want I mean obviously you see the guy doing the stuff, but you reveal the character at the very end. Marvel is very much introduce the character, but then give the the synopsis of what's going to happen in the story with said character. And I think that's where the big noticeable differences with trailers like you you could watch yeah that's that's just the big thing i noticed from that and so it's still so it's so even with star wars it still made you like you still you watch the trailer though for first for force awakens that was the first only one, it, only for force after awakens. that i was like no i'm good like i don't want to see the trailer for the new the next star wars because i already know i'm gonna go see the movie i'd rather be as surprised as possible Okay. And it, it really enjoy it really heightens the enjoyment of it all because I have no idea what's gonna happen. I literally have no clue as to what's about to happen in Endgame. I don't know how they're gonna do anything. Yeah. I have no. Sense. And it's crazy because I I feel like that part of it as well is like you people want to talk about those things and then when you say like I haven't watched it, I, I run do away. You feel like I'm you're like nope. But do you feel like you're at a disadvantage for not knowing? little key points about things that might answer questions for you or do you would you rather just feel like when you watch the movie all those questions will be answered then i yeah i want the movie to t- i want the movie to tell me the story okay i don't want to know anything from it and so, plus now because i remember in when i finally did go back to watch the trailer for um infinity war mm-hmm. that scene where they're all like hulks running in the like everyone's in the, in yeah. the jungle and they're running towards camera it's not in the movie because nowadays trailers, they don't oh, put they they put yeah. fake scenes in the trailer just to give you an idea of what it's going to be like. I will say that is definitely a thing that they do a lot, especially with the Marvel movies. They love putting in scenes because even uh, watching Captain Marvel's trailers, there are moments and clips where it's like you would peep it there, knowing that it's for the trailer purposes, and then when it comes to the actual edit of the movie. You don't see that at all, I guess, or you might find it in a different cut or different way that they've shot that same look, whatever it is. But to your to your extent, it's like certain things just aren't there, and it does kind of kill the vibe yeah. a little bit. So that makes so sense. So I, I have absolutely no expectations from the story whatsoever. Right. I have definitely have high expectations for the film and the directors, because and I trust them, and I can't wait to see this. I am so excited for this film, but it's it's very freeing when I can go into a movie and not have anything to 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 think of like the surprises are that much more more higher level for me um <coughs> the the twists are that much more impactful because right. i have no i have no clue about it mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's how i feel i definitely that's uh, a very interesting point i especially for having grown up as someone who's always watched the trailers and wanted to kind of get a a sense of knowing what's going to happen in the movie it's nice to hear the opposite end of like I don't want to know because when you actually get the true reveal of like what happens in the scene, what actually happens in that moment, and then even if you think about it, when you do watch it back, you look at the trailer and say, "Nope, that wasn't in it," or "Oh, that was in it. That was dope. I remember that moment." Because um, I like doing that when I watch the trailers. I like seeing. Uh, I like watching the trailer 
kind of picturing like, okay, these are moments that they kind of show to us. And then when you see them in the movie, it kind of gives you that feeling of, that's what they meant in the trailer. Because trailers are always, you know, they don't necessarily show everything that happens. You can show little bits of one moment of a scene, bits of another, and they just kind of tie them all together. So it's nice when you like see those moments in a trailer that they picked because it's like, oh, this is going to be really poignant. And then you see it in the movie and it's like, you kind of get that weird chill of like, oh, we were waiting for this to happen. Oh, it's going to come. It's happening. It's so dope. And then it does. And you get that same experience. But yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, trailers, you didn't watch Zam yet, huh? I saw the first trailer because I didn't know what this movie was going to be like. Right. Um, I watched I watched uh, the first trailer that they dropped at Comic-Con for both Aquaman and Shazam. And that was because... I wasn't feeling the DCEU. Um, so oh, I was, yeah, I was that's curious right. as to whether or not I would be excited for these films. Well, especially because they basically announced the two... Back to back. Like, back to back. And yeah. everyone was kind of expecting Aquaman to happen. Shazam was the one, though, that everyone's like, what? Well, we had, we had confirmed that that um, The Rock was going to be playing Black Adam. Oh. Because that, that was confirmed way before Zachary Levi was confirmed as Shazam. Right. We were like, The Rocks are Black Adam. Right, he's going to get his own film at some oh, point. did not know that. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, so Dwayne Johnson is Black Adam. Okay. And then when that happened... That kind like, of throws a whole curveball now, because I did not expect that. Yes. Yeah. Because oh, when, when they, when they oh, announced that, you think to yourself, okay, who's going to play opposite him? Right, because that's a, that's a pretty big shoes to kind of go against. It's a big go dude, against, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So then they then they, then Shazam gets talked about. And then like, well, we're gonna we're gonna do a Shazam film first. And I was like, oh, cool. And I I know who Shazam is. I know it's a kid who's basically in the adult's body, and he's a super. He's got Superman type level of power. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, who are they gonna who are they gonna do that for? Especially if they're gonna have him play opposite The Rock at some point. And right. then they cast Zachary Levi, and I went, that's brilliant. Yeah. That is. That was actually absolutely. Brilliant. That was my first response when I saw the casting. I was like, Zach Levi. Yes, good movie. <laughs> instantly, instantly took it from like a, I don't know how I feel to oh this will be good. That one, that <laughs> Zachary Levi is a very decent actor, and and the new I'm gonna put it like this: in the new world of superheroes, he's very. I mean, he put in the work for it, but he is very, very fitting for like the superhero look. Like he's got it kind of covered up, which is awesome in my opinion. Character wise, he's perfectly cast. Yeah, like when I when I heard the casting, I went. That's perfect. I hope they don't screw it up. And and I <laughs> guess that's why for you probably you watched the teaser trailer because exactly you wanted right. to. I wanted to make, make sure, they, sure didn't screw they, it up. they didn't mess it up. Okay, so that I can see that's also why you watch only why you watch trailers because if they ever cast somebody who's like, man, you better do this right, and then you watch it, it's like, ah, that's where you're, you can kind of tell your expectations right there of like this is going to be good or this is going to be not depending on the first time you see them, but. Uh, and that's I'm, the thing too is if I do watch the teaser trailer, I watch it one time. Oh, okay. I don't watch it multiple times. So what I get once. is the feel of it, and I instantly forget oh, the minute details. Sorry about that. Then okay. <laughs> um, so I noticed, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So he's crying in that scene. Okay. Yeah. See, I know what's going on. Because that. that's what I do. I like watching it back and being like, "Cause I wanted to see uh, bringing up the Joker again. Um, I wanted to see the uh, the jokes that he written down because I felt like he actually like." probably wrote some really dark shit and then at the end of it it was like he made the last comment about people always think that they're funny don't um but yeah uh no i watched the teaser trailer 
twice for Shazam also. Because I was really curious to know uh, if it was going to be... Because like, they didn't show any villain in the beginning. Which is why I was kind of like... Yeah, I loved it. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. I want to see this film. And then... So then after the initial teaser trailer, a couple months go by, you know, development, production, shooting, everything goes down. And then I think it was, I'd say, two months ago that we got the... the I want to say if the, I think it's the last official trailer that was like where they actually showed the villain that he's fighting... They show a lot more of the action that he's going to be doing, a lot more of like the scenario that he's going to be necessarily running. You haven't watched this, no. but <laughs> um, but I think from that, that was to me where I was really more ready to go watch this movie because my initial question was who's the villain? Because I mean, I mean, he has a villain. It's not like we're going to doubt that, but it was more of like how was the villain going to be shown? Was it going to be very CGI? Was it going to be kind of mixture of the two? Because uh, all DCEU movies are like very much um, like CGI heavy. Marvel too, but Marvel's very smart with how they do the CGI. DCEU is just like, let's take CGI, just saturate the crap out of it. So I'm, Especially in third act. So that's why I'm a little more, you know, I'm a little hesitant once I once I hear that, but then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is actually be kind of decent." So I'm happy. I'm excited for the movie. I think it'll be really dope. I'm excited for the cast: Zachary Levi, obviously. Um, I had some other names of the cast as well. I know for the villain, it's uh, Mark Strong. Yep, played that- Sinestro in the original Green Lantern film. Yep, uh, try not to mention. Uh, Grace Fulton is Mary Marvel. Um, I don't want to know names. <laughs> uh, oh, whoops. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for it. This is probably the the one DC film that I'm most excited for that legitimately had me going, yeah, I can't wait to see this film. Right. Because with Gail Godot and Wonder Woman, I've never really liked Gal, liked Gal Godot yeah. as, as, as Wonder Woman. I've, I just still don't get the sense of warrior or... Or confidence that I would want from her, which hmm. is fine. People can disagree with me. I'm glad people love her as Wonder Woman. I'm just I don't feel it. I'm not. I, I'm, feel, I hear you. I actually I disagree. I think she's a really good Wonder Woman. I think she gave the kind of sense of how I grew up as thinking of Wonder Woman was like not even just the look and anything. Like she she gave the character the kind of like poise, confidence, and also kind of confusion that she has. Because when you know Diana, it's like she's a little bit not sure of what's going on in, in the world even though she's very much like i know how to be respectful i know how to hold manners i know how to treat people it's just the modern way of doing things is very different than the their way of doing it so yeah i think um let me ask you this do you find shazam to be uh a good fit into the dceu right now i do i think they really need it it's the first time where they're where I feel like there's love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you watch yeah. Into the Spider-Verse and you're like, man, there is so much love for they this care. content. They care. They're, <laughs> like, they really care about these characters, these stories, yep. and and the people who read them. Mm-hmm. And this is the first movie where I'm like, well, not the first. I'd say Aquaman probably had, had glimpses of it, but this one, I feel, I can really feel the love. And I think a lot of it has to do with who's writing it, who's directing it, and very much so... Uh, Zachary Levi playing the character because yeah. he's also he's a he's a true blue nerd. 
True. But, and I think that's uh, <clears throat> that's actually a good thing to have as well, is having someone who's actually a fan of it and like fully immersed into the culture so that when they're actually playing the role, they're not just playing as like, oh, I'm the actor playing said character. It's like, no, I actually know the storyline. I know what they're supposed to feel, how they think about things. Like, because they're all very dynamic people. Like, just talking about the superheroes in general, Shazam, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they're all very dynamic people, not just for being in the group together, but also by themselves. Like, they can hold their standalone for, their, for them being who they are. So I think that in itself is going to be like... I have to agree, like, this is actually really good for them. Especially with how the ending of, you know, Batman v Superman all the Justice League kind of stuff. It was like a very... It was dark. a dark page. It was a dark page for DCEU. Yeah. And then Aquaman and Shazam kind of came and they're like, we are the light that's going to shine down the tunnel. We are here to help you. And, and we'll, it's like, we needed that low-key. Especially for DC. They needed something to actually like kind of put them back into respectable standing compared to Marvel. And, and it's not that the, the DCEU needed it to like be light. It's just... It needed to be light when it fit the character, right? Because everyone was playing it so dark, like yeah, like but like evilly dark, like not just any like oh we're moody, we're kind of like they were brooding, like they were planning to like actually be villains or something. like Everyone that. was like, brooding. Yeah, they were all brooding. My favorite, my favorite. even Gala was actually like actually made it look like she was like more upset than not. And I'm when, like, you're Wonder Woman. You're supposed to be all about like positivity all time. Like, come on now. When we started getting <laughs> the like the character posters for. Uh, uh, for Justice League, they're all brooding. Yeah. I'm like, the only one who should be brooding on that poster is Batman. Pretty much. Everyone should have some upbeat film, especially Superman and Flash. Yeah, Flash is to me the, the one person who should have been like, you can't smile. You can't even crack a smirk. Like, some sort of smile to make it look like you're, like, decently interested. That's like, the thing about this. Like, the, especially the Flash that we're getting from these movies. He's a right. young Flash who's young. just got his powers. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should be kind of in tow with Shazam. Yeah. Maybe not as much because Shazam is a kid. No, he is, no, he is a for child, sure. But it should still that be energy, bright and like... That like livelihood of how Bat- uh, not Batman Flash is. Like, I agree with you. Like, when even in the movie when they showed him for like the that scene with Batman, it was very much like he's trying to act like some cocky... I'm like, he can't just be a kid who's like bugging out because he's got this dope like space or whatever. Like, every, any kid my age would have done that, but... He's playing it off very much like I'm the cool debonair, you know, early twenties tween who's like still got my shit together, figuring it out. It's like no, with a with a certain like um, social. Def- oh yeah, like, his not, social deficiency. I'm like yeah. no, but overall, like, he's, he's. I'm like yeah, he seems cool. I'd like to hang out with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like be more friendly, be more upbeat. Like and especially because he tries to play that off in the movie. It's like. Yeah, the movie, try? I'm like, okay, there it is. But why are, why why are you doing that? Just, is you're brooding. Right. But in the movie, you're making it seem like you're the funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So when it when it comes to fit the character, that's what I'm that's what I'm excited. And that's what it looks like they're finally doing. It makes sense with Aquaman like the 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 way they went about it. The third act was a little crazy, but overall, I really enjoyed that film. I loved that like um So I haven't seen Aquaman. Oh, okay. Well, then you have something to look forward to. I do. They really, I've, they like, really... I've actually been dying to see it because it's been, it's now been like months, but when it came out, I was planning to go see it. I don't know how, I don't know where, but I was planning to see it when it released. And then time frame of like when I came back, I was on vacation when I came home and it was just, I just never got to see it. I was like, 
man, I really wanted to see this movie though. Like it looks really good, and I've been waiting for it, kind of low key. It is. It is definitely good. They really embrace the comic bookness of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's really campy, but okay. in a really good way. No, for sure. That's kind of what I was hoping. Like this is one of the movies where it's like, just give us the action movie and superhero movie we wanted. Don't. Dude, like, you had your chance to experiment with Superman and Batman and the battle between them. Now make the movies we wanted for the Justice League, which is the fucking Justice League movie. Please. That's all I ask for. That's all I wanted. So I'm excited for it. I just need to watch it. Yeah. So uh, I think that's about it. We're going to go see it tonight. We're going to go see Shazam. Yeah, we are going to go see Shazam. We're actually going to go see it in a couple hours. I think it'll be very fun, very exciting. Um... And um, as always, folks, uh, you can go ahead and follow Nerds Out Loud on all the different socials. Um, you can follow both of us on our Instagrams. I go by at the loudmouth, uh, lowercase the, and then capital L. Everything else is the same. And uh, you can go to uh, Instagram for Charles at nerd actor Charles. Literally, it's there. Just no e. No, the, there's e with the. With Instagram. For Twitter, there's no E in nerd. Got it. Okay, so uh, it's just Nerd Actor Charles, all lowercase, right? Yes. All lowercase, Nerd Actor Charles on Instagram. And then for Twitter, uh, as you heard, uh, no E, but Nerd Actor Charles again uh, for Charles. And then for myself, um, it is Haberfeld underscore Ryan. Or you could just look up McLovin because it's pretty easy to find. <laughs> um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had uh, a really great discussion today. We talked about the Joker trailer. We talked about Avengers and why they couldn't keep up with their tickets. And then uh, we lastly finished off with Cowboy Bebop and talking about uh, our excitement for that. And uh, now we're about to go enjoy this uh, movie of Shazam. Shazam! So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in and uh, keep on updated with our socials for the next episode. And as always, it's your boy Ryan the Loudmouth. And your boy Nerd Actor Charles. Peace! Peace.